This episode is powered by denmeditation.com. The meditation is the primary focus. The bigger goal is for people to understand and love themselves, thus creating more harmony in the community at large. To find out more about Den Meditation's teacher training programs, retreats, and all things Den Meditation, go to denmeditation.com. Welcome to Den Talks Podcast. This is an emergency episode um, with Gal Sassan, one of our favorite astrologers. I am Tal, your host and the founder of Den Meditation. We wanted to get this out quickly um, because there's so much going on, especially in the Middle East, and we're all traumatized, regardless of what your point of view is, regardless of how you feel, how you're personally connected to it or not. We're all feeling it. The energy is heavy. It is a lot, and there's a lot going on. And what I always find fascinating with Gaul, because he understands so much about history and religion and mysticism and astrology, the way he can look at cycles, the way he can look at what planets are where, he did actually in his last book, I remember reading this, he predicted right around these dates that there was going to be, it was like, pick your battles wisely. So he is very good at what he does. It is a fascinating, fascinating take on what's happening from this perspective of the sky. Gal, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Our little emergency astrology session that we have. Because <laughs> yes. as we both know, it's there's turmoil happening in the world, turmoil happening in the Middle East, to put it lightly. Um, and it's just, it's really sad and really awful. Um, but what I think is fascinating, obviously, is, you know, to look at it from an astrological perspective, it's been, you've been warning about this and it's been literally in the stars. So I'm curious, A, to talk to you so you can explain that to people. And also we can talk a little bit about what that means and where it feels like things are headed. It's interesting because I think we talked last time when I was in Israel and mm -hmm. I was talking to you about how Pluto, every 250 years, Pluto is the planet that is associated with a transformation, death and resurrection, but also where power is. And it's moving from Capricorn, where it's been since 2008, all the way up until December, sorry, March of 2023. But because it's a slow planet, it goes back and forth. Only next year, it's really officially settling in Aquarius for 20 years. And when we looked historically, when Pluto was in Aquarius, last time was the French Revolution, the ratification of the American Constitution, the Industrial Revolution. And now we're here in the midst of the AI Revolution. And in general, the movement is moving towards the people. But the interesting thing is that if you go back in time, 250 years, back, 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 you eventually get to 70 AD, CE, which is 66 to 70 CE, was the Great Revolt in Jerusalem against the Roman Empire that Accumulate or accumulated in the destruction of Jerusalem. So even in the book of 2023, and even in our podcast here, when we talked about the astrology of 2023, we mentioned that the area of Israel, especially because of that Pluto in Aquarius, will be flaring up. And not only that, uh, one of the things we also talked about here is that both Palestine and Israel happen to be a Taurus, which is nice sign. Don't get me wrong. Tauruses <laughs> are very sensuous. They're very connected to luxury, uh, good like with money. Homes. But yes, it's a fixed earth sign. So not only yeah. it's an earth sign, it's fixed earth sign. Meaning it's not like Capricorn, which is just an air sign or a Virgo, which is an earth sign. It is the earth of the earth. Everything is about the earth. And it's funny because even God promised that the land 
you know, flowing with milk and honey, and milk comes from cows, come from the Tauruses. So it's kind of interesting. God promised you a land that has a lot of milk, hence a cow. And now we have two cows there gazing at the same small territory. I mean, Israel is about the size of New Jersey. New Jersey. So it's kind of like not a lot of space there to graze. And offering two people the same land, it's so symbolic that that's precisely also what happened in the Bible, where according to the Arabs, Ishmael, the son of Abraham, got the land. But according to the Jews, it was Isaac, then later on Jacob and so forth, that had uh, the land. So we're talking about two signs that are very stubborn, because that's what Taurus represent, butting head, basically, literally the raging bull in the land, the promised land, the promise to the land that is promised to too many. Let's right. say it by, oop, I forgot, I promised it to them. Oosh, yes, I also <laughs> promised it to them. It's a big mess. Now, the idea is that once in 84 years, there's a planet called Uranus, which is called the Awakener. He's the loco, the joker, the fool. He's the unexpected um, incidents that happen to us in life. So anything that's kind of out of the ordinary, unique, it's Uranus. And Uranus, once in 84 years, moved into Taurus. That started in 2018 until 2026, when now it's the peak of it. Now, it. literally, Uranus is on top of the sun of Israel. You know, so we're talking about two, um, uh, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, uh, Palestine was officially 17th of May, Israel 14th of May. You're talking about literally spending the same area in the Zodiac. And Uranus is now there. It's going over the, the, the sun of Israel, going the sun of Palestine, creating an awakening in a sense, but also disruption. It also represents uh, the unexpected. And I remember three weeks ago in my talks here every Sunday that I'm doing, I always told people, listen, the wild card, the wild card, Uranus is the wild card. It's unexpected. Therefore, I can't predict what's going to happen. The only thing I can predict is something unpredictable is going to happen. You know, And that's definitely what I think happened in Israel. First, the attack of Hamas was unexpected. But also, I personally believe Hamas didn't believe that they would be so successful, to be honest. I think they mm. went in there, even with their numbers and everything, to cause a little bit of pain and whatever. And then they probably thought they can just sneak out or they thought that they will not be able to pull it through. So I think the unexpectedness was not only for the world Israel. to see what happened, but also for them. That's yeah. going to continue until May next year. <clears throat> so oh. we still have a lot of ups and downs with that that we can't avoid. Now, it's not the only aspect that's going on, right, astrologically speaking, because we also have something called a nodal return. Nodal return happens every 19 years. And basically, it means that the source of the eclipses are shifting into a different sign. And the North Node or the Dragon represents what we are here to learn as a collective. And we're now here to learn about Aries. Aries is ruled by Mars, the god of war. Aries is red. You know, mm -hmm. no wonder the drums of war are being beaten everywhere. You know, now the interesting thing is that Aries is very tribal because it's all about I am. It's the first sign. Think about it. Moses, Muhammad, Christ, they were all Aries. They're all shepherds. So we're going back to that mentality of shepherd and territory. And the thing is that when the North Node is in Aries, the opposites and North, the South Node is in Libra. Libra. And Libra represents what we need to get rid of. What is Libra? Diplomacy. Okay. Peace. Okay. Harmony. Uh, compromises. That's why it's so difficult right now because not only Aries is pull on, Libra is having a break. 
That's so interesting that it's like what you need to get rid of weirdly is the thing everyone wants to strive for right now. So it's like we're working against ourselves. Yeah, we're swimming against the current. But you know what the sages say? When you swim against the current, you get to the source. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to go against the current. Now, that's not the only thing that's going on because one of the biggest cycles, you know, everybody, when this all happened on October 7th, everybody was pointing out that it's 50 years, years. to the day to Yom Kippur War. Which was and guess awful. what? In astrology, 50 years is the cycle of Chiron, the wounded healer. Where is Chiron? Oh, wow. Aries. What is Aries? Again, I am. Who is Chiron? Chiron was the teacher of Achilles, Hercules, Patroclus, Jackets, everybody that was a who and who in the ancient um, Greece. It was like the, the university to go to. He lived in a cave. He was teaching the warriors music, just like King David knew music and was a warrior. Teach him about herbs, of course, to know how to heal all of the wounds and teaching them how to fight. He's called the wounded healer. And every 50 years, he returns to the same spot he was when he was born. So same thing is happening now. If you think about 50 years precisely, Chiron is back to the same place it was in the chart when Yom Kippur War happened. So that is another aspect that is repeating itself every 50 years. And when I checked 50 years before, it was 1923 when the Brits basically told the Jews in Israel, you cannot live here. Uh, this is not going to work. Your, your Zionist operation is not going to be uh, successful. You know, they decided to side with the Arabs. So every 50 years, there is something unsurprising unsurpri uh, or unpredictable that happens around that area. But that's not the only uh, cycle, because <laughs> when I got really deep into it, I realized that there is another cycle that is called the Black Moon. And the Black Moon is a little bit more, uh, let's say, problematic and a little bit more intense than the other aspects. So this is the chart of the day Hamas was uh, created, December 10, 87. You see the moon is 13 degrees Leo and the Black Moon 12 degrees 42. It means 15 minutes away from a perfect conjunction. And the black moon represents Lilith. And if you know, Lilith in the Kabbalistic tradition is called the snatcher of babies. You know, the, the whole idea of she was the first wife of uh, Adam. She was kicked out of heaven because she never wanted to be beneath him in sex. That's a different story, a different uh, maybe podcast about sexual affairs <laughs> in the Bible and, and heaven. But anyway, Eve was created again a day after. But Lilith was considered to be the mother of demons. She's representing paradise lost. So think how dramatic it is that the moon of uh, the Hamas, and, and in charts of uh, organizations or countries, the moon always represents the people. So in the chart of Israel, for example, the moon happens to be also in Leo, in the same area where it is in Hamas. So not only the suns are the same between Palestine and Israel, also the moon of Hamas and the moon of the chart of Israel are the same. And it's on top of the black moon, which means that the black moon, which talks about feeling lost, now it makes sense. Hamas felt like they're, or the people that follow Hamas, I'm talking about the organizers maybe, but the people themselves that are part of that organization, maybe even those that help much more with, um, you know, social, the side of social, not necessarily the military wing, they have lost their land. So that's why they have that, that psychoanalysis aspect of Lilith, which is the losing of your paradise, the loss that you're grieving. That's precisely the black moon. And the black moon is on top of the moon. Now, every nine months, the black moon returns to the same place it was when the chart was cast. So if you think about it, it's happening right now. Right now, Hamas is going through a nodal return. Now, if you go back nine years ago, what do you get? 2014. 
2014 was the last war that Israel invaded Gaza. Literally, what now they're discussing, will there be um, an invasion? Will there be soldiers on the ground? Well, last time it did happen was 2014 when the Black Moon was at the same place it was now. The time before, nine nine years before, 2005, that's when Israel decides to break away from Gaza. So you see that all of the aspects we mentioned are returning, but the biggest aspect of them all is Saturn return. We have talked so many times here on Saturn return, which happens between the ages of 27 to 30, uh, to everybody, also to countries, to people between 27 to 30, you went through so many changes in your life, 56, 60, it's every 29 years approximately. Now, if you look back at what happened 29 years ago, you get to 1994, which is when Palestine was created and the Oslo Accord were made. So it's at that time we had that junction that, yes, it can happen. What happened in 95? Rabin died, and then Bibi Netanyahu becomes prime minister. By using all of the hate against Rabin and Oslo and all of these crazy people that are now basically ruling Israel. So that gang there that wanted to even start the judicial reform in Israel were all back then in 2005 really upset about losing Gaza. They literally say that part of the reason why they want to change the judicial system in Israel is because it pulled out of Gaza. So think about all the connection right now. But more than that, it was 94 and 95 where there was a moment we could have made peace and it, drift, and it drifted away. And the time before that, the Saturn return of before, 67. The war in 67 when all of the, I mean, I think it was 750 more thousand refugees were added to the refugees of 48. So you see that all of these patterns are basically repeating themselves. And all these patterns are also personal in your life. Your life, every 19 years, you can go back to see what was going on with your identity. Every 50 years, something happened with your wound. Or you can go back 50 years from today to find out what is the source of your uh, insecurities. Nine years ago, you encountered your black moon also. So these like, patterns hmm. are no only on about you know, countries or Hamas or, or terrorist organizations, but also for people. So that was a little bit about what's going on right now and all the synchronicities. Now, the biggest issue we have now is that we're now in eclipse seasons. So mm-hmm. with the October 14th to the 28th, we are going through crazy eclipses. That's one of the reasons why it's the first time in my life that I made 12 videos for TikTok and for Instagram to make sure that everybody knows very which every sign is going to deal with uh, the uh, eclipses. Why? Because the eclipses are in Taurus and Scorpio. Scorpio is the sign of death, transformation, resurrection, which is great. Taurus, again, Taurus, we're talking about Taurus. Palestine is Taurus, Israel is Taurus. And the next eclipse, which is October 28th, is the moon in Taurus. So Mm. everything is funneling itself to a kind of an explosion or a resolution on October 28th. But again, in eclipse season, especially with that Uranus unpredictable, um, we just have to pray for the best and to really... Be aware that I think the biggest issue that we have over there are not the people. The people Mm -hmm. of Israel, you know, because their government is not functioning. We talked about it here when I was even in the last time. It's the worst government that Israel ever, ever ever had. had. It is surrounded with jokers and fools and idiots. You can't even believe the the stuff that comes out right now from the government and the lack of ability to deal with a situation like that. Who did step up? All these people that were in WhatsApp groups in the, uh, during all these demonstrations immediately stopped the demonstration and said, okay, meet us at the junction with 
200 sandwiches. We need to take these people from here to there. We need to drive the, the, the um, volunteers to drive hospitals and meals to the south. They reorganize the country. The whole country is running now by the people. Yeah. And I think that in, the, in Gaza, they have to do the same thing. You know, that's why in astrology, they say that your worst enemy is your best friend. If you can tell, if you can know how to do it. And I think that what the people in Gaza have to do is the same thing that people in Israel did. Get rid of the uh, reliance on Hamas or all of these corrupt people that only want to kill and, and kill babies and take control over it. And I think that this would be an opportunity for Israelis to take care of their ultra nationalist and ultra uh, religious people and put them in place. And the same thing with the Palestinians, take care of the ultra-religious and the ultra-right um, uh, and get into the center where there is peace. Can you see anything in the charts about like female influence, whether it's a literal female or just the feminine? The, so far, there is only Lilith involved in everything. And Lilith is the one that rapes and snatches babies, you know, so it's not the most uh, optimistic. Uh, let's say... Feminine energy, um, it's tough because next year we have the year of the young dragon, not young because he's young, but because young, Y-A-N-G, I mean, masculine. It's mm -hmm. going to be a wood dragon. Uh, the dragon in the Western astrology is in Aries, which is fire. Even Pisces, which is a feminine side, is kind of under the occupation of Saturn right now. I it's just, not the it's easiest. I know, because all I keep saying, feeling is like if women could somehow get in there, which we know, especially, you know, on the Palestinian side is very difficult. But it's like, I just no, feel like not only because in the government of Israel now, it's, it's the forever. least amount. No, no, but the least amount of women in the history of, you know, of Israel. I know. And it's been for, I mean, yes, it's really sad. And it just feels like there would be a very different relationship forming, I feel like, if they would, if the more of the feminine energy could come through. Anything but these people, you know? Yes, agree. Anything from these people. I but know. I do agree that archetypically speaking, uh, women have a better understanding of human life value because they have to suffer really hard to bring it. Mm. So I think that that's something that is embedded in their DNA. Yeah, the um, yeah, that's so, you, you know, it's interesting because you talk a lot about the nodes and then, you know, Pluto and Aquarius and the nodes, meaning like you're going into this time of I am, I am. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like it's ultimately signifying? Because that's interesting, because in some ways you could go to the place of like, oh, God, if everyone keeps doing I am, I am and you are, does that keep it separate? Or is there a version of Aquarius has influence here of like I am has to be part of a bigger whole? I think so. I think that because it is happening during Aquarius or the edge or the entrance to the edge of Aquarius, which is all about humanitarian altruism, helping each other, I think that there is. I mean, Pluto is traditionally Pluto in Aquarius is supposed to be good for humanity. So, you know, the French Revolution, yeah, it wasn't that good for uh, some people there. I mean, anybody involved in the revolution, now that you think about Robespierre and all that. But still, after that, there was a big opening for emancipation of a lot of people and the breaking of the class system that started um, uh, trickling down over all over Europe. The American Constitution, we the people, you know. So Pluto moving finally to Aquarius, which is always gonna, only going to happen November, uh, end of November next year. 
is going to really help. Now, there's a big shift also happening in January in 2024 when Pluto is moving to Aquarius until September. And I think that that could help because what is Pluto? Power. What is Aquarius? People. Altruism. Okay. Community. So hopefully by then it will uh, be easier. But now here's my other question, because isn't Aquarius sometimes, and I might be totally wrong, used in the chart for like internet and like mm -hmm. email technology. and stuff and technology? So, and when you think about power through that, because as we both know, there's so much misinformation happening. We know how many bots were put on the second, you know, Hamas got in there, the amount of bots that took over, you know, social media. And just now the flurry, it's scary. So talk about, is that with Pluto and Aquarius too, or is there something else affecting that? Yeah, I think that it's it's part of it when you know people are getting power. Before that, who had the power? A big media conglomerate. They still have it, you know. But you got the news from specific places. Now everybody can forward information or disinformation, and the more scandalous it is, the more outrageous, the more popular, and the more the algorithm pushes it up. So yes, that combination of AI, which is part of uh, Aquarius, and communities, people is also Aquarius, but also anything to do with innovation, social media technology, it does lead to the fact that, you know, they checked that 500,000 posts were done in the first few days of the war. They calculated that a quarter of that was uh, misinformation. A quarter. One out of four was either a bot or a complete misinformation. And it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that you, if you fix it, it's easier. You see now what's going on with the hospital. Nobody's talking about how uh, the terrible tragedy was, um, you know, maybe Hamas, maybe Israel. They are, usually people are saying it at the beginning, of course. Uh, they said Israel. Now they're saying Israel. But nobody is going to look back into the pictures like I just looked at uh, some of the information that came out recently that really shows that it's not Israel. But that doesn't matter anymore because all the bots and all of the... A demonstration. Now, if you repeat something, you remember from the days of Trump that hopefully we're done with, that if you repeat a lie many times, it becomes a truth. a truth for some people. That's what Freud talked about as confibulation. When you tell yourself a lie again and again and again and again, you eventually believe it. You know. So talk about that as far as like what you're seeing like astrologically, because I know that's what has been, I find very frustrating and a little demoralizing. It's very difficult when it almost feels hopeless because it's like whatever someone wants to put out there that just automatically becomes a truth. There's no way, like you said, to correct it, shift it, change it, or get anyone to take a moment. Like what is in the charts about that too? And is there a shift that's going to happen at all? Or is this just the territory we're in? Unfortunately, I think the shift is going to happen way later because what's going to happen right now is that AI is going to use this as well. So I'm a real believer in AI. I had AI uh, work on my book with me to help me uh, editor. Today, oh, by the you. way, it arrived like half an hour before you and I got on. <laughs> um, it's I don't use it for writing. I use it for editing because my English is not the best and my Hebrew is even worse. But anyway, <laughs> I think that um, what my concern with AI is not taking over the world and sending robots after us, but basically... Uh, propagating the lies that we're sending out there and giving a speaker, a very loud speaker and a very fast speaker to people who are basically plot to disinform people. So I don't think we've seen yet the, the, the peak of the disinformation movement. 
I think it's going to be picking next year with the election here. There's a lot of election going on in 2024 all over the country, all over the world. I think that's when we're going to see the peak. And then I think there's going to be a reaction, some uh, either AI or some new features that could help us discern between uh, sources of information that are uh, reliable or not. When I mean, it is. You even said that my whole heart got heavy thinking about this has already been so much to handle misinformation wise to think about we're about to do this on the states front, which we do anyway, but mm -hmm. I mean, in a grand scale for like elections, I was like, oh God, it's like right when you feel like you might be getting a break, you're like, oh no, the elections are circling right back around. So when you look like going back to the Middle East, is have you looked at all kind of what's going on in other countries charts? Like I'm sure you have the US and, and the fact of the power plays that are a little bit bigger and beyond just this is Hamas and Palestine versus Israel. What are you seeing there? I don't think it's only about the Middle East. I think that one of the reasons why President Biden went there and he was, you know, he, he received with open arms uh, by everybody there. I think the reason why is because there is a certain situation right now in the world that we're kind of bouncing back and forth between democracy and autocracy. And the lines are drawn in a sense, even in the Middle East, immediately Putin sided with Hamas, met with Hamas. I'm sure he, he knew about it before. And Zelensky with Israel. And now, you know, you see the UK president coming into um, coming to Israel today. You see that. And then you see she and Putin meeting. So what's happening now is that we have the Capricorn team against the Aquarius team. Because yeah. I told you, Pluto is moving back and forth. I'm not to mention, not to say that every Pluto, every Capricorn is an autocrat, right? And every Aquarius is a great person. And it's like, but I'm just saying, archetypically speaking, not when you're born, but the archetypes, Capricorn represents the past. Aquarius represents the future. So Capricorn represents the, we need alpha to take care of everything. And if the alpha is good, that the troop is okay. Okay. That makes sense evolutionally. So instead of talking, we should not be starting to groom each other like other apes and go back <laughs> to the jungle, right? But if you want the future, which is Aquarius, which is all about technology, innovation, younger people, equality, liberalism, and all that idea of inclusion and humanity is one, then you're moving towards democracy in Aquarius. So because Pluto is moving now back and forth between Capricorn, the past, and Aquarius, the future, that's what we're seeing. But not only there, we're seeing it everywhere. And we're going to see it in the United States next year very, very strongly. You know, And you can see even rights happening even now with the Congress in America. It's kind of embarrassing. It's... And people tell me America uh, doesn't have a functioning political system. I don't think that's completely true. I think one of the parties, it could have been the Democrat, Democrats as well, one of the parties is not functioning. That's it. You can call it by name. I'm sorry. You can be a Republican. And I have friends and clients that are Republican. I travel all over the United States. But even they are kind My of family. shocked at what's happening to the Republican. You know, the Republican that was all about <laughs> defense, all about the importance of um, foreign affairs. Suddenly they're saying, stay away from Iraq, stay Iran from UK Ukraine, stay away from um, Israel. Now he has to persuade them. The idea is that they are representing Capricorn, especially the crazy bunch uh, of the Republican Party, uh, the Freedom Caucus, they call themselves. But they're not freedom. They're the opposite. They're the oppressors. It's the minority oppressing the majority, and it's done in the Capricorn side because Capricorn is losing its power because Pluto is moving away from Capricorn. It's moving into Aquarius. So that's why the crazy people, because that's what Aquarius represents in the Republican company, which is Capricorn, are 
causing all of the trouble because it's kind of the transition between Capricorn to Aquarius. And once we move into Aquarius, I think there's going to be a change of leadership. Younger people, Gen Z are going to be much more influential in the, um, in the government. I think there's going to be a big shift. But we need to get that 2024 out of the way before the shift can happen. That's fair. And when you're looking at it globally, you're feeling the same thing as far as like which countries yeah. are kind of starting to align. I mean, look what's happening in China. I mean, yeah. in China, they have a big issue with the younger people. I even mentioned it in the book um, that she and the government are saying to the young people, just suck it up. You know, I know it's tough. There's more than 21% uh, unemployment rate in the people in China, young people in China. And they now stopped actually showing the um, results of these statistics because they don't want people to freak out. But the young people are not idiots. They know that they're not working and they're starting to feel a little bit cheated by the system. Again, Aquarius versus Capricorn. The young versus the old. Even the young inside of you is fighting with the old inside of you. You know what I mean? So there is even these gravitational forces. <laughs> My old is forces. winning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just feel yeah. so tired. But it's true. A lot of people told me that they feel more tired lately. They yeah. feel more down. I understand. It's definitely part of the zeitgeist, the spirit of the time. So when you're dealing with these two, I mean, I don't even know. I was going to say two states, but they're not mm -hmm. necessarily. But when you're dealing with like two different astrological maps that are so similar, like you said, they're days apart. So there's so much that falls similarly in there within the Palestinian map and within astrological and within Israel's. And then also, I think anyone who really steps back and looks, when you really look at the plight, the arguments, if you left out names and you didn't see who was talking, half the time you might even know who's saying what, because they're all saying the same thing. Like we have a right to this land. This is our land. Um, there's the other person wants to kill us and get rid of us, right? That's like everyone keeps saying the same things. Talk a little bit about, I mean, it's funny when you said that their astrology is so similar too. I'm like, what happens with that when you're, it's like you're pitting yourself against yourself. Yeah, that's precise. First of all, like attracts like. Second of all, in astrology, the seventh house, which is the house of relationship, is also the house of, of your soulmate and your worst enemy. And people mm. scratch their head, what? It's the opposite. No, it's not. It's the same. Your, your, your worst enemy is a mirror to you just as much as your lover or your partner. And not only that, when you're so much integrated in fighting and hating somebody, you start becoming like them. Because without noticing, they do something to you. And to protect yourself, you do something opposite. But you're starting to kind of dance. At first, it's kind of awkward. But eventually, you become the same. That's why I think that among the Arab states, let's say, the Palestinians are probably the most similar to Israelis. And the Israelis yeah. are becoming more similar to Palestinians than to Jews that live outside of Israel. That's something to remember. And that's part of that, uh, that energy of like, like attracts like that I told you about. And also, I think that the people in both sides have to realize, the Palestinians and the Israelis, listen, we have the same thing. You know, Find a, a way, which is very difficult, because it's almost like uh, taking a root canal out of yeah. you by yourself. With the Hamas, they have to find a better leader, the same way that Israel have to do it. Yes. But how do you do that when Hamas is your leader. I mean, that's a terrifying... It's very, very difficult. It's, it's almost like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like, uh, and I have clients like that, unfortunately, a, a woman who might be married to a man who she depends on, and he beats her up. 
but she cannot leave. They have three kids and she is afraid that she's not going to be able to support herself. She has no money, no skills. She has nowhere to go, no family to protect her. And if she uh, gets know. caught leaving, she'll get killed. Yeah. And, uh, the, and the danger is that the kids can be taken from her. I think that's the situation in, in, in Gaza. They've been basically raped and abducted by the Hamas. And the Hamas, again, you know, it's a, it's a, basically it's a terrible, vicious cycle. You know that feeds each other. You know the Hamas, uh, the treatment from Israel towards Gaza, uh, the treatment yeah, of Egypt towards Gaza, the treatment of all the Arab states towards Gaza. People complain about Israel, but if you think about it, if we needed to evacuate one million people from Gaza, from the north of Gaza, for some reason, why don't Egypt take a hundred thousand and Qatar take a hundred thousand and maybe Saudi Arabia another hundred thousand? I mean, just to support them as refugees. So that doesn't happen. Nobody wants it. Or when Israel asks, hey, Egypt, do you want to take over Gaza? No. Anybody else wants to take? No. So it is a problem. And I've met some Palestinians, and I actually have three or four clients that are Palestinians. And I have to tell you, I have a lot in common with them. I'm sure. Not like only it. the language and the love for hummus, but also <laughs> uh, the feeling that I have a lot to talk to them about. And, they, uh, and some of them are, have startups, some of them in Gaza that started um, uh, like amazing creativity. I mean, they really remind me of Israelis. Yes, the but it's interesting because I, you're, you're right, but there has to be a freedom around that to unleash that creativity, yeah, which I think Israel without. had for so many years, which is why... You know, when it's given a desert land that has nothing on it, now people look at it as if it's been handed to them that way. And it was a creativity with amongst the people. And I agree with you. Palestinians have the exact same thing. Like one of the things you always hear is like, we're all cousins. Like we all come from the same exact place. We're all cousins. And yeah, like you said, it's the same astrological chart. It's the same person almost just split with like, two different parents, but now, like you said, more similar parents than before. Yeah. Now uh, the parents need to go. <laughs> Enough. We need to get out of the house. You know, it's time. And really, I do, I know it's not the best time to say that I'm optimistic, you know, but I do have an optimistic outlook of what's going to happen. It, it doesn't mean that it wasn't terrible or is not going to be still terrible, but I have a feeling that maybe we have a way out of it, that there could be a way to not to limit the damage and the unnecessary death and don't forget people complain about you know the ground um invasion and every, uh, of Israel there's a lot of Palestinians that are going to die it's true but don't forget that there's 200 people from Israel in Gaza so if they're going to invade they're going to probably be as careful as they can be as careful but also if they, it's not like their bombs are going to be not directed towards Israeli or where the Israelis are because I'm sure that the 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 refu I mean the the um, abducted people are located in very close specific. to the leaders. Yeah. Yes, of course. Very specific. They're not, they're not dummies. Like, there are yeah. no dummies over there. So that's definitely <laughs> part of the equation. That's one of the reasons why um, they're going to suffer just as much from this invasion as uh, the Palestinians. I know, and people forget that too. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so this has been illuminating and amazing. Go over key dates again within this Middle East of people should be kind of just paying attention to or looking towards. I know you put a few out there as we were talking, but let's just kind of... Yeah, we can say that uh, October 28 right now coming up is very, very intense because of the lunar eclipse in uh, Taurus. And then 
we have uh, a Mercury retrograde that could create a lot of misunderstanding and fog of war between, let's say it starts middle of December until about the third day of 2024. And then to pay attention to the end of March and beginning of April, because once again, we have the eclipses and Mercury retrograde. Aye. So when you look at there, sorry, when, and this, uh, this might be a bad question because I know you don't have the minutes, but like what's in their fourth houses, like their homes, like in, in both charts? Uh, with Hamas chart, we don't know the time of birth because we don't relate, we know when they were created. So we don't have that uh, time of, but for Israel, it was, uh, they have Capricorn in the house of home and family. Again, it's an earth sign, but it's a sign of late blooming, karma, difficulties, past lifetimes, which kind of makes sense. And Saturn was in the house of um, home and family since 2019 until December, no, until actually February this year. So that was once in 30 years that Saturn was in the house of home and family. And again, last time was more like the early 90s, but that's every 30 years. But it's interesting that Israel does have Capricorn, which is karma, pain, suffering in the house of home and family. Are there any other significant parts in their charts? Like I'm trying to think, like, have you ever, and I know you don't have the exact times, have you ever done a composite chart? I'm sure you have of the two of them. Yeah, they're um, not, not, yeah, I did for Hamas in Israel. And it's like interesting how the moon is sitting right on top and Saturn of Israel is sitting on top of the moon of Hamas, which is kind of interesting because it's repressive. Saturn is very repressive, uh, and it sits on top of the moon of Hamas, which is home and family. Mm. But again, I think that the most important thing right now is for all of us to use the power of imagination and focus yes. and send money to whatever. Just make sure that it reaches the people you're planning I, for it. I know. That's and, the trick. Yeah. And send a lot of light, send a lot of hope. Um, Yes, I will say, because I know people know I'm pretty vocal and I think they make assumptions and I try and say it all the time. I don't want anyone dying. This is awful what's happening. It makes my heart hurt. And I do every night and morning when I wake up, I try and I just run my energy and then I try and put like whatever comes to mind that day, whether it's a soft energy, whether it's a pink energy, whether it's a healing energy to that whole area, meaning every single person mm -hmm. who's there. Um, everyone who's involved to try and just somehow at some point soften it all. Because um, yeah. we are all connected and we all That's energetically, what we can do. if we can help move it through us, hopefully we can consolidate it there as well. Yeah. And you never know. You might be the one last person that if you join the gang of meditators, it will make the change. Yeah. You know, That's a good call right there. You're the one. You're the last one. You're the feather that can break the camel's back. Yeah. Well, look, I appreciate this. Thank you. It's fascinating. I mean, it really Thank is you. fascinating, like how much it, I mean, just the, like the Aries Libra of it all of like mm -hmm. justice versus war. And you're like, oh my God, that's legit what's happening right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah it's loco. It's uh, Uranus. <laughs> Which is, as we've learned, part of this. Yeah. Well, thank you. You guys, you're, you're welcome. amazing. And thanks for giving us this space to share our thoughts and, and explain certain things or just contemplate. It's not that there is always about explanation. Sometimes it's just about diving into a subject and, and observing it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thanks.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.